if you're in favor of freedom of speech, that means you're in favor of freedom of speech precisely for views right. you despise. And it should be protected. Right. Right, because guess what happens if it's not? I mean, look, look at a lot of countries that don't do that. It festers, it turns into a boil, and you get violence. Because those people who okay. have been silenced will one day strike out. It's better that they speak right. than they take up arms. Ah, there you go. QR Lab. My name's Kuldeep Tagore, and I'm here with my main man. Amr Zeki. Hello. And uh, this is the QR Lab. Q for a question, R for reality, but actually on a quest to try to understand reality. Correct. And we're in a lab. The laboratory. So what's cooking? What is cooking? <laughs> <clears throat> I think uh, you had a topic. Two we, separate questions. Correct, there. correct. We we uh, we discussed something um, that is we thought would be important for uh, for one of the, one of the episodes, which is what free. Oh, speech. Free speech. We thought that that was a topic that keeps coming up recurrently in discussions and very topical and uh, quite a big topic. So I thought we would. Uh, <clears throat> You agreed that maybe we should cover this topic, or at least some aspect of it today. Yes, I did. Because I think there's a lot going on about this topic. It's probably the, one of the most important things that are... Why is it so important? At, that, that's at stake. Like, what is the deal with free speech? Why is this such an important thing? It is clearly important, right? But the question well, is why. I mean, we, we've kind of reached a point where... If if this was just a little village full of like maybe a hundred people, no big deal. You know, we all know restraint. We all know we don't want to offend our neighbor because, you know, that's not polite. You yeah. know, it, 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 it brings a disharm acrimony and, yeah. and, and disharmony to the entire village. But when the village is eight billion people, yeah, and then people just start feeling like disconnected, this is no longer a village, even though we're connected right. in a very unique way. And it's interesting how we're connected. We're not connected like the village in terms of our proximity and being close. We are close, obviously, but it's through social media where you can reach anybody at any time. Phones, emails, all that stuff. Correct. <clears throat> so what is at stake in a scenario where, obviously, this talk, and you, where we're vocally speaking versus what is written yeah and what is written is often misinterpreted right because there's so much that goes behind communication so yeah it would be lovely to say freedom of communication rather than yeah <laughs> freedom of speech you know because speech can be interpreted in so many different ways i mean speech has been interpreted by the united states of america as a donation this is in the form of a law called Citizens United that corporations can give to um, politicians in, in almost an unlimited fashion. I, I wonder Anonymously, in this scenario right? how the freedom of speech is computed in terms of dollars. Do you know that this yes. this law exists? I mean, yes. this has been, and nobody really wants to talk about it because, like, oh boy, here we go again about that. So it's freedom of speech. So no, if you want to, if you want to speak, if you want to start yeah. talking, we got to start really understanding what freedom. Well, of speech you said is. something really interesting. You you made a distinction between communication and speech, right? And and this is important because uh, according to you know cognitive psychology and studies that have been done, uh, they approximate or predict uh, uh, about ninety three percent of communication is is nonverbal. So when you're talking to somebody, it's not just the oratory or the speech or the words. It's your, you know, gesticulations, the tone in your voice, uh, you know, facial gestures, other body language. That's then, you know, coloring the tone and modifying the words that are coming out. And so th their meaning changes, the syntax changes. We've talked about this before. So communication is a much broader thing and speech. But then people talk about freedom of speech. It's actually freedom of communication. But speech is, is its own category Sub subcategory because speech is tantamount to thinking. 
Yeah. I mean, in, in a way, speech is, and, and it should be, you know, more or less free, but the problem is that there are consequences, right? Like, so if my, my speech encourages you to go, you know, commit a crime because I've given you false information, right? I said, oh, by the way, you know, like across the street, I know that neighbor, there, there's a, a, a box there on the porch. Can you just go and pick that up and bring it over here? You know, I gave you false information. You go and do it. Right. Is it entirely your fault? Or or right. was speech used in a way? And actually communication as well. Manipulation, right? That can, and, and all it was was speech, but That's right. it's more than that. I've obviously, you said my communication is more It's a form than of corruption, right? right. It, it, I mean, it, it's it a power. It can be used in ways that are unfair, and should be brought under some sort of regulation for everybody so that we can, you know, have a fair and equitable society. Well, I think speech is a form of power, and that's why governments are afraid and other people are afraid. And, and you know, people want to also control speech because it is a form of power. And, and when there's disagreement, people worry that it's going to push them. Uh, it's going to, you know, somehow steal their way of life or their way of doing things or their way of, of seeing the world. And so people want to control speech. Governments want to control speech. Uh, you know, like, for example, you know, in the Middle East, there's, you know, many and all around the world, there's many dictatorial um, uh, regimes where, you know, you say the wrong thing. It's, it's punishable by a, a jail sentence, some torture, and possibly death. Think about that. Death. And, and so, I mean— how do, uh, obviously there are different societies we're talking about. They're different cultures, but I mean, how do we reconcile that together? Those are two completely well, it's, different it's perspectives. I mean, for example, here in America, it would be okay to say very degrading. It not. I don't want to say it's. It would be okay. Excuse me. It would be permissible by law. Like you couldn't hold somebody directly accountable if they use their freedom of speech to defame your religion or something, right? Mm -hmm. So so we have to think there's a responsibility. There's an individual responsibility, but who's going to pay that? Because say, for example, you know, this person does offend your religion, and you're like, wow, that was super offensive. And, you know, I feel like, you know, in order to redeem my dignity, you have to die. And, seems, and this is not a far-fetched yeah. scenario. This 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 occurred in France, right? Where yeah. you had a cartoonist who was murdered by um, people who felt that that yeah. was an inappropriate way to express yourself yeah. or to, ex- to to express anything, really. I mean, we talked about that. Seems, so, so that's a freedom <clears throat> of speech held by one <clears throat> culture, refuted <clears throat> in perhaps another culture or subculture, however you well, want to look at say, it. Well, I wouldn't say the whole culture. It's not a normative no, thing. No, right, right, right. I mean, people people in, in every culture, they do, this, they're going to do what they're going to do in terms of Right, there are people who are extreme, and there are people who are tolerant. Yeah, there is, that line is blurred, right? Because you tolerate everything, then you have no principles. But then again, you know, what kind of punishment is meted out has to be just. What was that quote? By Dostoevsky, one of my favorite authors. Yeah, which one? About tolerance. Oh, yeah, that's that's a very interesting one that you uh, you bring up. Now, <laughs> yes, I was censored on Instagram for putting up the following post, and here it goes: Tolerance will reach such a level that intelligent people will be banned from thinking so as not to offend the imbeciles. Fyodor Dostoevsky. Now. They took that down because they said, oh, we fact-checked that. That's not real. Now, maybe Instagram is right. Oh, that Dostoevsky did not say that. They're saying he didn't say that. But the question is, now the burden's on me to argue with them, and I have to actually find the source. Did he actually say that in one of his textbooks? I, I have not come across him saying that direct quote. I, I've read Dostoevsky. Yeah. Um, but it could be from a news article or an interview he did. Who knows? You know, We would have to find that. It could be a historical thing. Instagram may be correct, but here's the point. They are controlling speech. Because let's say it was wrong. Why not leave it up and have somebody come and say, actually, this is incorrect? Well, because, well so this is a great question. This is a great question. If it is incorrect, don't you want to be correct? I mean, aren't, don't you have a desire right now to find oh, out? Oh, if it's, if it's wrong, then yes, then they're right to maybe not take it down, but put a notice and say this is wrong. 
and they can actually put a notice on there. But to take it down, they should leave that up to me, right? They should say, okay, this is... There's actually a fact chest here. It's misattributed. It's true. It's not, it's not accurate. He didn't say that. Do we trust these people who are doing fact-checking? This is, I mean, a fairly reputable. I mean, you know, obviously you have to but, go but, but, but use this as an example. Look at what's happening. What's that? Th- that's an example of controlling speech. I, I, I don't know. I mean, in a way, it's a, it's a form of individual responsibility. You shouldn't be lying. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Right? Like, I mean, if you're, if you're disseminating lies and those lies result in negative consequences, who is at fault? But why are you saying lies? It could be a misquote. We don't know that. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying if no, it's no, wrong. No, no, I mean, I, I'm speaking more broadly sure, than sure. just Dostoevsky. But I'm here. just saying, like, let's say you put information that ends up being wrong. Then you should be – this is the whole point of free speech. This is a broader issue. Yeah. When you say something – that yeah, is but, wrong. but like your followers aren't going to know necessarily, well, just, right? Like, I mean, just to complete the idea. Yeah, it's good that you say something that may be wrong, so that your the community will tell you, you know, that's a bad idea or that's a wrong idea, so you can correct it. So the benefit of free speech is if you're right, everyone benefits. If you're wrong, you benefit. So there's it's a win-win. But if you control speech at at every level, then everybody loses. Yeah, because speech is power and it is human thought. It's it, it's probably the thing that makes us the most powerful, the most. I, that's I, what I, makes us human, actually. I, but I do think that there mm-hmm. are people who utilize mm-hmm. m- disinformation, right? Information that's not correct, of course. And it, yeah. it, it and it serves to influence ideas. Like maybe you know, Dostoevsky did not say that. Maybe he did not. That's correct. No, it, it says here that there's no record of this writer ever making that statement. Then, then, so, then that's wrong. This, yeah. So, if so, you trust that, right? Right. If you trust this, it's uh, well. Yeah. This is the vagaries of social media, right? I mean, people are just quickly passing information around for, uh, you know, informing one another, inspiration, communication, what have you. So there are vagaries to doing this, and there is, uh, I think, some positive aspect to it potentially. Yeah, there, there, there are several sites here saying that he, he never said it. So yeah. Um, I, so I, I just want to get back to this idea, like the responsibility of someone who posts things that, and I'm not trying to like get on your case here sure. about it, but, but w- w- this is the problem with social media, as, as we have just discovered, right? But you've discovered it, I've discovered it, this is not the first time I've yeah. encountered it, but when, when people post things and they don't really know the source... Mm-hmm. And the and why this is being you are also being controlled. Yeah, you're being manipulated. You saw that somewhere, and because that's obviously not something you created. That's the problem with social media is that it allows people to pick things up that have already been there. It's non-academic. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I hmm. I think it's. I, th- I think it's dangerous, actually, in a way, because you're you're dissem- If somebody's sitting at home and playing video games, yes, you know, and, and absorbing that kind of media on their own, that's one thing. But if, right. but if you're doing it in a way where you're trying to disseminate information that you don't know is factually accurate, and you're just passing it along because it it, it it supports your inherent biases, whether those biases are good or bad, it's not the point. The point is that you have biases, and you're absorbing things into the the universe of social media. Um, that's correct, and it's. I think that's. I think there's just that's that's a problem. Th- th- this is a fact of uh, the social media now. So does this have to be regulated? Because I mean, I don't. I, I say mean, no. Here's why. We we could further go in. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, it does because. People cannot be trusted okay. with this with this sort of. You're right in a sense. Like I mean, the, let's let, let's start, let's look let's rewind the clock here a little bit. How how are we going to define speech? What is speech? Okay, Language, okay good, like, good. Like, So can let's go there. Let's go there and work our way. Very good, very good. I, this because, I I I, I yeah. like I like what you're doing here. We will get back to this. Like you said, is there a misquote yeah, I mean, or not? You know, this trying to talk trying to about, right. talk about social media. Right. Super complex topic. I mean, right. we're we're clearly not correct. You know, it's still evolving. It's, it's. I think you referred to it, and I totally yeah. like this. 
is it's an experiment. It's a it's a large as is the exactly. American. I think I think America is an experiment, in a of way. Of course it is. I mean, in terms of every human civilization is an experiment. It really is because guess what? Every day and every moment, you're you're riding a wave called life, and you think you have things under control. No, it's not your life. You're you are life manifesting itself in a certain brief manner, in and out. And you're riding a big wave, and I think you have you can have influence over your life, but there's limitations. So, um, everything's an experiment. Uh, you know, there are some standards, of course, but um, so anyway, that that's the bigger concept. But you're getting back. What is speech? And my reflection on that is, speech is tantamount to thought, right? So, thinking is a form of self-talk, right? When you're thinking. It's like a bunch of people in your head having a bunch of different conversations and arguments, and the best thought is the person who wins the argument, and that becomes the winning thought, right? So thinking is speaking. Speaking is thinking. So when you control speech, you are controlling someone's thoughts, which means you're next to their life, you're controlling the most precious thing they have, which is a thought is your consciousness, which is your soul. I mean, that's literally the implications of that. But at the same time, you can't stand up in a theater and yell fire and have a stampede and, and people get hurt. So if there's clear agreed upon harm, then yes, certain forms of speech should be punishable because they're clearly harmful or they should be restricted. But I think the majority of human speech should be allowed, especially political speech where people have big differences of opinion or worldviews or visions, that ought to be allowed. Uh, because then there's at least debate and compromise that can uh, be formulated. I think in politics, however, it is of the utmost responsibility and importance to adhere to a set of shared facts. Yes, I right? agree. The problem is when you have entire segments of either the political sphere, the the media sphere, essentially disseminating an argument that is really just appeals to people's inherent biases rather Correct. than any real right data. But does anybody not live with with without biases? Everyone has biases, right? Everyone even has... the even the people that are. I see. So th this is this is good because. I, I think what you're hope maybe getting to is the idea that, well, whose speech is the most valuable? That's a nice way of putting it. That's an interesting maybe? way of putting it. Yeah, because... Because, look, there's dissenting arguments. So there must be... Well, they can't both be correct, you know, a lot of times, right? I mean, there are disagreements where, you, okay, well, okay, how about this? somebody's got to be wrong here. So how about this? whose argument is... Your question, to me, reminds me of an earlier discussion we had about human dignity. Because if speech is thought is consciousness is soul, that's the thing that makes you who you are. It's your essence. And that has something to do with human worth and human dignity. So let's say you have a person who has very different beliefs than you and is speaking and saying things that you completely disagree with Either you, the, you have different facts that are can be debated. Uh, if maybe you feel facts are being omitted, right? Or it goes back to that issue of implicit knowledge, that there is an, an impulse that you have that is very different than this person. And so your whole vision of life and values and worldview is vastly different, which is then reflected in your politics. So there, and the reason this leads to war and conflict and massive disagreement and, and so, you know, social revolutions is because it's linked to your identity, because it is linked to your dignity. And that's part of the problem with, with free speech, because it, it is essentially an expression of the soul. So it has to do with consciousness. And that's the deeper part of what free, what, what, when we're saying free speech, you know, free speech really has to do ultimately with your mind, which is a manifestation of the human spirit or the soul. That that's the, the the deep core of it, which is why it leads to a lot of, uh, I think, uh, acrimony. Yeah, but you know, I I think that when somebody <clears throat> speaks to you, 
as you said, they're bringing so much more than just the words. There's a tone, there's a feeling, there's a, a vibe, what have you. Yeah. I mean, just to be... Their energy, right? Right. <clears throat> I mean, people can sense whether you are here to do me harm or you're here to, you know, you're just <laughs> ignorant. And I right. can tell from the way you're speaking, but you're not threatening. Correct. But all of a sudden, right? Say some, say me and you are, you know, at Starbucks and... We hear, we hear somebody speaking just completely, right? But we're not going to necessarily, you know, this person is just misinformed. Yeah. And we, you know, you could choose whether you want to go and try to inform them. I think you might run into some trouble there, but, um, you know. Yes, exactly. So, you know, do you go and infringe on other people's freedom to say things that are, I mean, to you they're wrong, right? They're espousing a worldview that you consider is wrong because of values or certain perspective or uh, facts or they're misinforming. They don't have certain facts. But, but the question is at that moment, their speech is inconsequential to you. Yeah. It's a complicated topic. Should we pick it up another time? No. Why? (laughs) I know my coughing is killing us, but what are you going to (laughs) do? Well, I don't know. <laughs> don't let it distract too much. Um, okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, here's some quotes. Uh, what do you think of this? Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. Yeah. Absolutely. It sounds like something Thomas Jefferson would say or Benjamin Franklin. I mean, it's it, this source is saying it's silence do good, mm. which is apparently the pseudonym of Benjamin Franklin. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like Franklin. Yeah, it, it, it's that's absolutely true. In, in, in what way? Say it again. Read it again. It's whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech. Well, that's, they're obviously connected, right? Liberty and, and speech, they're, they're intimately connected. Uh, because having liberty is having freedom of speech, right? And having speech is having liberty. They're... But my good man, you're assuming here that we are in the 1790s mm-hmm. where... We're gentlemen, and we speak with dignity. I mean, were they really gentlemen? I mean, they also had rabble-rousers, right? I mean, I, they, they definitely were, but back then, if you said something out of line... Oh, duel. You, you guys are going out on a field. That's right. Guns are getting drawn. That's right. Someone's dying Because it, it, it had to do with honor, right? <laughs> if speech was also related to honor. So, yeah. there's none of that today. There's no honor. Somebody can say That's something true. about anybody with impunity online. Kids are getting bullied. I agree. Freedom of speech? No, it's got to be stopped. That needs to stop. You don't have freedom of speech. I agree. I'm going to make the argument you do not have the freedom of speech. Well, like I said earlier, if there's... You have the responsibility Correct. of speech. Not freedom, the so responsibility So if you want to be responsible with it, you can have it. If you're going to be a I bully, if I you're going to be an intimidator, if you're going to threaten, lie, steet, <laughs> steal, cheat... Steet. I, I got a steet. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit fired up here because I I think that this is a huge topic. It know? is a huge topic. No, it's important. It's important. And, and your point is actually very well taken. There are extremes that must be... Don't uh, lie. Right. Don't lie. Jordan Peterson. Right. Simple. Yeah. And he's a conservative, more or less. Right. Conservatives are not listening to their to their darlings, apparently. Well, remember, this thing is... This thing is, is... This country's 50-50, without a doubt. It's split right down the middle. It's been that way for a long time. As it should be in terms of, you know, there are some people who lean more. That's right. You know, what what would be, I guess, called conservative. In every society. Yeah, you you need some progressive thought. You need some concern. Obviously, there's a grounding force to religion. There's a grounding force to, to family and traditional values and trying to keep things the way they were, right? Like, I mean, th- th- that makes a lot of inherent sense. It's a product you know? of experimentation, too, right? I yeah. mean, people came up with 
the 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 way society is and the traditions is because they've tried a lot of things that failed and those are the things that kind of gain stability so they they are retained over time yeah so it's it's an interesting because it is a product of of human experimentation yeah and i think freedom of speech is a little bit of an experimentation right because could it be would it be fair to say like when the quote unquote benjamin franklins and founding founding fathers were around they didn't really have freedom of speech because there were consequences for saying something, right? I oh, mean, they were very careful. Talk about yeah. talk about a gentleman who spoke a lot and who spoke very eloquently, like Thomas Jefferson, or even Hamilton. You know Hamilton, which I've you know we have the benefit of his biography, which I think is is it was really a great read. Um, you see somebody who was able to use words in such a profound and eloquent way. Yeah. Right. It really it even. Even somebody who could not speak at that level would listen and be able to understand it. It would be very clear the point that he was making or driving home. Yeah, you know, and it did wasn't coming from a place of irrationality. It was very logical. It was based yeah. in fact. It was sensible. It was dignified, right? Because if you're promoting an idea, or you are an idea, and you're promoting this idea, and it's a deception purely to get benefit yourself that's that's an evil yeah it is right i mean because evil you're empire well because you're putting <laughs> you're putting a lot of people in jeopardy yeah yeah because <laughs> it, it's it's misuse of power i mean it, right. it, how about this again you asked a great we question talked about this on right. the, our last podcast yes. how, how the lowest form of power is to use it in this way, whereas the highest do is the sublimation Correct. of the arts. Yeah. Well, well, it is. I mean, if you think about speech, that's why I like your your question a few, a few moments ago. What is speech? How should you define If you define it in one way as a human power, then guess what? Power can be useful or it can be destructive. Yeah. So that's what getting back to what you said a little after that, which was maybe it should not be called freedom of speech but the responsibility of speech or the responsibility to communicate. So if you if you put power in the equation, then you've automatically imbued it with responsibility. And so perhaps a misconception is it's not all about liberty and freedom, although that is a huge part of it, but it, it's constrained by responsibility, right? It's constrained by the fact that if it's your manifest mind coming out into the world through written word or speech, then you are manifesting a power on the planet that can move people, which moves civilization, therefore have and be responsible with how you use your speech and how it comes into the world. And, and getting back to these, you know, honor, you know, um, uh, you know, duels, right? Yeah, and, and to take this one step further, the freedom of speech has destroyed civilizations. It, Sure. By itself. Think Absolutely. Of, think of what Don Miguel Ruiz, who we have referred on the podcast frequently, Absolutely. the writer of the Four Agreements, yeah. talks about the Nagwals that yeah. you know his they were essentially taken over by people that were knew how to use this power. And manipulate. And manipulate exactly. people and it's yeah. like a black magic. That's it's like, right. It's like a spell. Casting a, a spell, like you said right. previously. Yeah. Oh, that that's a very good link into it. So <clears throat> No, I, I think this is very balanced, uh, Kaldeep. This is a very balanced view. I very much like it. I, I agree with it, I think, at a deeper level, which is we are all careful about, I mean, all of us, we're actually careful uh, on how we talk to even our family members, right? Like I, I have this one entry that I, I wrote about guarding your thoughts. And I talked about guarding not your speech, but your thoughts, meaning the gateway to speech and that responsibility it should be the gateway to your thoughts, actually. Like certain thoughts, if they begin, they will have very negative consequences. So my, my concept was guard your thoughts, edit your speech, because that becomes your destiny. Yeah, I mean, I think you should have some leeway. I mean, we all have a bad day. We have a, what's called an SFD or a shitty first draft. Um so, I mean, there, there should be some forgiveness, um, but when it's like intentional 
to rob people or to steal something from them or to take away their rights. Yeah. Right. To use the power of speech on a, on a, on a, on a, imagine now not just using it in your household, using it on an, on a, on the platforms that we have available today. Yeah. It's manipulation, you know, and that there's no counter programming to it. There's no way to combat it. It's a disease. It, it, okay, if there's no right? way, yes. It's not the freedom of speech, but right. the mechanism I agree. Of, of that, that is now being employed to allow the freedom of speech to occur. And it's mostly, a lot of times, it's a written mechanism, which is even worse because you never get to see the context of it. You never get to see the maybe the vibe of somebody saying this. You might see it and go, oh, if I had seen him saying this, I would think he's a total... You know, disaster. But also, if it's encoded in law, that's where it's a disaster, right? Like we were saying about the, earlier, but 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 you know, the more nefarious, like Citizens United, where corporations, can yeah, fit, right. right. If things are written into law, then you know, especially laws that control or try to uh, m- modulate the platform of free speech or responsible speech. Where the influence of money, uh, which is another form of power, then subdues or controls the deep human power of speech and thought. That is where it becomes evil. Oh, man. You gave me chills. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally, totally. it's their forces. Like, they are actual Correct. entities. Like, you know, in the Greek times, they call them gods. What they meant by gods was not actually god, was that there were these entities, these forms, these archetypes, these forces that exist and that come and they clash. Now, what is the clash here? You as an individual, you have a soul. You have a mind. You have an awareness. You, you're like a thermonuclear reaction, right? What burns in the heart, right, elevates the mind. You're a powerful being. You're someone to contend with. If you can speak and you can write, you are a political figure, bar none. Right. If tomorrow you decided to run for office, you could you could just sweep the floor with with you know because if you can beat out a candidate through your charisma and through your speech Correct. and through your arguments, next thing you know you're in office, right? I think that Donald Trump has been looking at these clowns for the Ex- past two decades, going exactly, going, oh, man, I could mop the floor. It, 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 that's right. That's what he did. That's the problem. I mean, you know, he's he's problematic in so many ways, but well, you know, he's also I, entertaining I, to watch. I, I think you know? that you again, the view has to be balanced. <laughs> Turning it, it, to it, Jeb it, Bush and saying, eh, he's he's low energy. He can't yeah, handle it." <laughs> but 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 he's continued that pattern of you know nicknaming people, um, you know, sort of. He's out of control. He's out know. of control. I mean, is this is this, Imagine imagine him in seventeen ninety. I just wish he was more controlled because you know I, I kind of like the idea. Of a uh, rebel, of, a, of, a, of an outsider, and someone coming in and just just saying, "Look, guys, I'm pulling the cover off the sheets here." No, but you know, but you know that he did that. Yeah. Dave Chappelle referred to it on his um, Saturday Night Live uh, monologue. Bit, yeah. You know where he says that Donald Trump basically said, "Yeah, you know all those things that we, you know, you thought we were doing. Guess what? We're doing them. We're doing them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying taxes. I, I'm, right? I'm literally not paying taxes. <laughs> I'm going to give all my friends yeah. tax cuts." Donald Trump was straight up about it. No, he told Hillary, change the laws. Like, if you don't want us to do this, yeah, but, change and then, the laws. And then, you know, she's <laughs> that was totally taking the bail off right there. So... Because he said, oh, yeah, <laughs> she won't do it because that would affect her and That's her right. friends. That's... I mean, you have to sort of applaud that mentality. That's but, right. But I think that I've, I think I've been very clear with the problems with this guy. You know what I mean? Maybe not For him, sure, yeah. but people like him. But I, actually, definitely him. But yeah. any sort of figure that is willing to manipulate and lie and and you you know the 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 issue becomes oh well what you think the other side is so great you know yeah. so these conversations that like right just listen to this right like yeah. what I'm getting into here yeah I'm, maybe somebody listening maybe even you right now starting to get tense because it's starting to get quote unquote political right like people have feelings and emotions attached to political sides but it's that's, good. It's that, good. That's good, but they have to be able to have these conversations in a. In, in, you got to be a, civil in a civil call because manner. it's okay to, be willing... to disagree. And and you know I mean, to to quote another really important, this is Tim Cook. He said, "Free speech isn't just about speaking; it's also about listening." 
apple, can't have right? a conversation to cook apple. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. A con- listen, a conversation, a communicate. So communication really implies trying to, as you said, beautifully said earlier today about yeah. putting ideas in people's heads, almost yeah. down to like a soul or spiritual level. Of, That's right. Of, of, of importance. I mean, what there. is speak when you are speaking it is a direct conduit. If you're if you're sincere. And your speech actually is coming from a place that's personal to you and, and your human power. It's there's a conduit, there's a direct channel from the center of your heart straight up to through the larynx, where it meets the mind and then pow right out your mouth. Right? So there, there it's like highways converging, it's energies, it's what's in the mind and then what's in the body, what's in the heart that's just been burning like a volcano, and then it just it comes out as an utterance and those words. Right, and if you if you add to it just the force of your your being, then it's no longer words. Then it is an animal. It's a savage beast, and people are afraid of that because what are you contending with? You're contending with spirits. You're not contending with bodies. Spirits are way more powerful. Look at what Gandhi did. Look at what Nelson Mandela did. Look at what Martin Luther King did, and many, many, many. Jesus, Muhammad. I mean, you go on and on. Words, the human heart. That's why free speech is important or responsible speech. But by the way, that was incredible. Omar Zeki for president, everybody. <laughs> Check out his Instagram page, Photoman10. <laughs> this guy's off the charts. Um, I'm sorry, that was really great, you know. But I, I just wanted to say that the, the people you mentioned there it was a really beautiful reference because we do think of those people as spirits, right? I mean, Elevated. you you yeah. you almost feel what they were doing, what they're, but but see what they were doing, their actions. Yes, it wasn't just speech. Speech was a, definitely a clear part. Oh, of absolutely. It. Um, but it was the demonstration. It's, it was you know, the performance. You reminded me of something. Uh, the prophet he had it's a saying. Action. Exactly, he had a saying which yeah. was very interesting. Prophet said, he said, if you see something wrong, do something about it. He said, if you can't do something about it, speak out against it. There you go. Then he said, if you can't speak out against it, at least feel about, bad about it in your heart, for that is the weakest form of faith. So what he said in that equation is, this, the, this, this most potent part of your faith is service and action. It's kinetic. The second part is speech, because that, that you know has maybe less power to move, because you don't have the benefit of using your body and your speech. But then if you can't do those two, at least feel bad about it. You know why, though? It's so powerful. It's, it is super powerful, but it's powerful because, think about that, feeling bad about something. Nobody wants to feel bad about something or have that in their heart, right? Like, But he's saying, no, 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 one way or another, yeah, you must carry this. Exactly. You cannot allow. He's putting the burden on you for That's what's right. happening out there. Well, <clears throat> if you're aware of it, and it's so interesting here, right? Like Because... I think I I do think that people who become aware or start really looking out into the world, they start to feel responsible. Absolutely, you know this. It, yeah. It's almost I, I think this is one of the themes of the Matt Damon Ben Affleck film, um, Goodwill Hunting. Great that movie. Yeah. You can get to a point where it's you're you're overburdened, and there's a very powerful scene in the movie where uh, Robin Williams' character, as his psychologist or his therapist. Yeah. You know, sort of comforts him and saying, hey, man, it's yeah. not your fault. Right. You can't be responsible. I know that you've got this big yeah. brain and you can understand things way beyond yeah. all all of the pe- all of your peers and yeah, really yeah. All, anybody else in the world because your IQ is so high. But, hey, you can't take the burden of everything on yeah. your own shoulders. It's not your fault. Yeah. Let and, it go. And, and that, that that's a great movie, by the way. Great scene. Wonderful reference. And, and I love Robin Williams. But what you said earlier also reminds me of what Martin Luther King said, kind of similar to the prophet's uh, message, which is an injustice anywhere is an injustice Mm. everywhere, which is another way of saying that burden of the injustice on that part of town actually is going to come home to roost. You're responsible for that, too. Yeah. I mean, we're all connected here, right? There's this theme over and over again. Right. I think that it's interesting how social media, perhaps in almost in an effort to connect us seamlessly through continents, yeah. has only served in a way to separate. To, 
to echo separate us and create echo chambers echo and chambers. silos where people are yeah. just doing their own I mean, sort of like I, I love I love the term echo chambers. It's it's so true because So where's your freedom of speech in an echo chamber? <laughs> dude, that is a actually that is Where's not, your responsibility? That is not reality. That's a complete fake It's reality. fiction, it's right? It's fiction, yeah. Because if all you're doing this is why I don't like joining groups. Like just, you know, interest groups are different, but when you're joining a group, this is actually the beginning of tyranny. This is a great quote. You're going to love this. If you believe in freedom of speech, you believe in freedom of speech for views you don't like. <laughs> That's right. That's very true. <laughs> That's uh, Noam Chomsky. You, true freedom of speech is, again, it goes back to this earlier foundational concept. If it relates to the soul, to the consciousness, if it relates to human dignity, then freedom of speech must absolutely include things you disagree with. Yeah, he says, if you're in favor of freedom of speech, that means you're in favor of freedom of speech precisely for views right. you despise. And it should be protected. Right. Right, because guess what happens if it's not? I mean, look look at a lot of countries that don't do that. It festers, it turns into a boil, and you get violence. Because those people who okay. have been silenced will one day strike out. It's better that they speak right. than they take up arms. Ah, there you go. That's it. That's what the Founding Fathers knew right there. Right there. You nailed it. That's why. You get, you get another... I get a harp? No, I skipped the needle. Okay, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> no, that was, that was great. Yeah, that was great. yeah so yeah, I, th I think what we've, what we've tried to establish here is... Uh, I don't know if we answered your earlier question about what is speech. I think it... You never uh, will. It's very deep. Yeah, you it, never it, will. It goes down to... Deep no, hole. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. We're in the lab. We should be open to that. We we will be able to. I mean, I think we provided some answers, but uh, people will have to judge for themselves. If you are, let's do a thought experiment. Let's say you're met a neighbor across the street, nice neighbor. You know, you guys. You know, here's some sugar, and can I borrow your your lawnmower? Beautiful. You've known this neighbor for six months, and then you're getting more and more intimate. Barbecue, come over. And then you find out their political views are totally different than yours. Is that going to alter your relationship with this person? Yes. Why is that? Well, and unless, how, unless and how we can have, unless we can have, I'll, I'll, I have a, you know, I have experience here. You know, I've been able to have friends and maintain relationships with people that have completely diametrically opposed views to mine. Okay. And and the reason is that. I've been able to be free to express myself to them. Right. And they did not reject me. Right. See, there's respect. There was a respect. Yeah. And there was also respect that I heard their perspective. That's right. And their set of, you know, facts and That's their it. reasoning. And it was like, okay, well, I get it. And there may have been times where I didn't talk to them. <laughs> yeah. There may have been months that went by where right. I didn't. You know, really want, especially if things were getting heated up in, in the news, I you know, or if I felt like, you yeah. know, I'm not going to be really able to have a discussion with this person knowing their stances on certain things. But I'm also making a lot of assumptions, right? I mean, That's I could right. be wrong. They, people can change their mind at any moment. That's but. right. That's right. That's why I think you have to allow for that. And uh, the, I, the, the, one, the one thing with it, though, is if those views represent a value system that is like totally antithetical to yours then it becomes personal or it can become personal and the closeness with that person may start to drift apart because there's something about there's a, there's some connection to, to values which have to do with ethics and principles that if people are completely it doesn't mean you you have to like disrespect the person but it may take away from that closeness. That could happen. It, it does take away from the closeness. I've had experience with this. And um, what... So essentially, if somebody is going to take on a perspective that that I just completely can't agree with, and the reason I can't agree with it is because it is completely adherent to a, a, a separate set of facts, quote-unquote yeah. facts, like yeah. if there are... You know, and here in the lab, we try to say, well, is there such a thing as a fact? 
Oh, you know, we've we've even questioned whether this table was here, right? It's a, it's a table now. For now. But, huh. but tomorrow it's going to be firewood. But you didn't ask for that. You know, it, it, you know, do we need to be in this space where we are um, creating uh, anonymity with our our friends and or our family or even somebody online? Like, why do we exist in this format where I, it, it's tribal? I think you know, I it's the thing that really drives us is when we're part of a group of people that oh they're so empowered and they we're social animals man that's oh, the thing and we crave it so much right so yeah. that's why we've seen the rise of these type of groups that yeah. are really emboldened by their especially with their social insecurity and economic yeah. insecurity i would love to call some of these out yeah but i think we should refrain yeah you know, uh, just in you're going to add fuel to the fire because the correct they're feeling insecure, be, which is why they're doing and, this. And, and, the, yeah. and exactly, it would become a, an attack. And that's right. What would be funny is for somebody to say something and say, <laughs> "Oh, you're talking about us." Is like, "Oh, really?" Because <laughs> I never mentioned you by name. That's actually a wise uh, posture to take. That's a wise position because if you understand, oh, I'm sorry, am I talking about you? <laughs> the deeper motivation. Yeah. Which is insecurity, yeah. which is fear. Let's we have a discussion. We talk about love and fear. Let, let's love have and fear, a discussion, right? Yeah, we're not here to argue. Yeah, you've heard my perspective on yeah. it. I've tried to be as nuanced and careful as I possibly can. Maybe I can yeah. be more careful. Yeah, maybe you can guide me on that. You know, but but yeah. but the point is, I'm open to having yeah. a discussion. I want to hear your perspective. It's yeah. okay if we walk away at the end of the day, you know, and yeah. the quote unquote agree to disagree. What do you think of that? What do you think of agree to disagree? I think I think it's beautiful. Listen, <laughs> if there's respect. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree. No. But if there's respect <clears throat> and there's an understanding that there's a dignity of that person, even if they're like completely, like totally opposite in every way, that's that's a divine being you're dealing with that was created, uh, and you have to respect that. So you're a part of that creation, and you know it's life manifesting. Regardless of your moral, ethical, religious beliefs, there is a certain limit. You know, the, you know, there's an interesting uh, revelation in the Quran that I think is very powerful. The Prophet, you know, was people were throwing stones at him. I mean, he almost got killed so many times, and then, you know, he was going and passing his message, and he's you know, doing what he was commanded to put out these revelations. And finally, a revelation came down and says, God told him, He said, "Tell this to the people." He said, there's no compulsion in religion. He said, you have your religion, and I have mine. You're going to believe what you believe, and I will believe what I will believe. And we'll leave it at that. That is a revelation from God, which is truly impressive. That's in the Quran as an actual surah, which is, if you think about it, is, is almost, almost like a paradox. This is God revealing his word. One of the revelations is, believe what you like. It sounds in direct contradiction to something like, you know, John 3.16 in mm. the New Testament, right? Where it's like, I am I am the light, I'm the I'm the one, I'm the but, only but way. He, said, he says that too, but he also says, you have the freedom to believe what you want. But I'm telling you that this is the revelation. I see, I you see. You can believe yeah. it if you want, but you're going to believe what you believe. So, so there's a little bit of, okay, well, you can believe that, but you're probably going to go to hell. Well, it doesn't say it that way. He just says, you're going to believe what you're going to believe, and that's uh, fine. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 316 is God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That's 316. That Correct. whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's 316. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the one, I am the light. That's something else. <clears throat> but it's still the idea that, you know, if you don't believe in him. But, but the real test of character is what you do. When someone is is completely and utterly against what you value in terms of political views and even your value system, what do you do when you're faced with that? I think the um, and we talk. This goes back to the options, right? You can fight it, you know. You can yeah. ignore it. There's only so many things. You, there's only three options, right? Yeah. We, we call that resistance. I think so. One is to speak out against it, to debate it. The other is to ignore it. The other is to have you know kinetic conflict which is the the least uh you know uh desirable of them 
So, so you have to make a choice. What do you do? And I think the so, sometimes you have to accept people are different. They're just going to believe and do different things. And you have to live your life. You have your religion. I have mine and, and, and your way of life, my way of life. That's, that's the way it is. So are we going to essentially... Because what are you going to do? Put people in camps? Is that what you're going to do? What are you going to do? Me? No, I'm not going to do. I that. mean, I mean, think of the options. No, I understand. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but are we going to say here that, and I hope this is it, is that there you do not have freedom of speech. You cannot have complete freedom of speech. You have responsibility of speech, and now you, you know you can you can coin that. That's a called deep, Tagorian uh, phrase. I'm sure it's been said for sure, but you know within the landscape of the QR lab, you know put the flag on that. So if if this has been, you know, more defined and better understood, right? I mean, kind of like all of our amendments, our rights, the Bill of Rights, you know, which are clearly, were clearly supreme, of supreme importance, right? Yeah. Um, this, this one of freedom of speech, there really needs to be, you know, some, a little bit better understanding. Correct. That's what we're, I think, trying to do here with, without a specific, like, you know, points or agenda. We're starting with the idea of, let's talk about freedom of speech. What do we actually mean freedom is? What do we mean speech is? And we quickly can conclude that it's a very deep thing. It goes right to the core of what makes you human. That's why it's, it's, it's important to understand it. And, and not just understand it politically or in terms of legally, but to understand its fundamental philosophical implications. That's why this is so important, because it'll guide how you act in life. It's a guidance for how to, when you walk in a situation and people are saying crazy stuff, how do you handle that? What is your responsibility? When you have a certain belief system and a certain way of seeing the world, how do you, and what they're seeing is impacting society and the future of your children, how do you handle that? How do you interface with that? in a productive manner because you have only three choices. You can <laughs> diplomatically discuss, you can kick the can down the road and walk away, or you can resist. And yeah. that resistance may be kinetic. Yeah, I think flee for a lot of people, right? Like in Nazi Germany, you know, if it's too oppressive and you run, run the risk of your family, you gotta flee. Right. Unfortunately, yeah. there are other places, right? But imagine a world where there's nowhere to run. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine a country where there's nowhere to run. And people live in these countries today where they have nowhere to go. They must just be then then you quiet. You're either yeah, you either live a quiet life of severe desperation or you take up arms. Yeah. So I mean, you know, this idea of freedom of speech is of paramount importance. We need to have it. We need to have responsibility. And we need to understand that it's part of a greater concept or construct of the individual of the human being of the human spirit of their essence exactly that just using speech irresponsibly really is a poor reflection of yourself exactly especially if you've been discovered to be of poor quality and character right or decept deceptive re repeatedly deceptive that's right. We're you, currently you, lying. And you don't deserve that position. No, and, and but but it's a problem because we've placed the people in the highest positions and they're all deceitful. <laughs> they Correct. all seem like mm -hmm. they are not doing stuff in the best interest of everybody, that there's not a virtue in what they're doing other than to serve perhaps a very small group rather than the greater collective, the greater whole. In fact... We'll go ahead and just screw those people, you know what I mean? Out of their pensions or their their livelihoods. Now, am I saying something that is no, new? You, no, I mean, it, it's, it's... This is timeless. Timeless, and it has to do again with power. I mean... So why I, is it still so controversial? Because, because, I, I, because I, it questions... 
because it gets I think it's to power because people will ah, use now people are gonna want to limit my speech. <laughs> see where I'm going? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally see where you're going. Yeah. There's a problem with it. There is a know? problem. There's a problem. It, on both on exactly. you know, both sides. There yeah. needs to be balance. I mean I, I very much like this this idea. In fact, we should call the podcast freedom or responsibility in in parentheses of speech. It, you know, what is it? And and I think I'm I'm lean much more towards responsible speech responsible communication but who's going to determine that like we were we rely on responsibility um based on you know i'll tell you how. our society itself right we, we're a reflection yeah of other people i think if, it has if, to do with maturity like think about an environment where everybody is talking to each other extremely un in you know in an undignified way and you know crass uh, not a whole lot unlike um, <laughs> the um, the movie uh, by Mike Judge uh, where he has thousand years into the future. Oh. Uh, idiocracy. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like people are just completely lost the capacity for speech. You know, they're, they're unable to speak to each other and it's yeah. it just turned into... That's the thing. I mean... Like I, I, I said the other day, we were talking. Is you know, imagine yourself without the ability to speak or think. Like, would you even be human anymore? That that that's how deep this thing goes. So I think to be pragmatic, these concepts are important because they guide how you should act. But pragmatically speaking, you know, like go to go to work right at work <clears throat> or in your city council, you're gonna run into people who just have completely you know, worldviews that you may totally disagree with. And if there's no benefit to having those discussions in that environment, then there's no benefit to it. But let's say it was infringing upon your ability to live your life, a certain viewpoint, it's changing the laws, right? And laws are enforceable. Then that's a problem for you because it gets personal. So when you start changing laws, then it's personal because the laws are enforceable which means your livelihood, your life, your whatever is now at stake. So where speech pragmatically becomes a problem or becomes something you have to contend with is when it starts to become a law, right? That's where things are, you know, can, uh, can get off the rails. Mm. There's policies at work where they make you do things you don't agree with. Yeah. But you do them because they're not so bad that they are fundamentally uh, attacking uh, your freedoms or your dignity to a deep level that you would not be able to really live with yourself, right? They're they're relatively minor things that you know you're, you you do because of you know legalities and policies that may be inefficient that you may disagree with because whatever. But mm -hmm. when, when things get fundamental. When they say, here's 10 words you can never use. <clears throat> and you feel that's unreasonable. Like, oh, you can't say mother and father. That's offensive to some people. You, you have to say, you know, these other words. Then it's like, okay, that seems a little out there. Like, it it, it like, does. Like if, if I say, if I but say, I mean, I know that you're yeah. referring to. I mean, this was something that Stanford put out. Correct. Like if I say, like if you say "mother" and a police officer hears you or somebody reports you and you get arrested or fined for that, how are you going to feel if you personally don't believe that that is an offensive word? And you know, by the way, Stanford pulled that list. I know <clears throat> because there was such a strong backlash. Exactly, to it. it was ridiculous. It, I mean, it's just... it, 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 but it's amazing that it was even ever. It made that, that national headlines. Point. I mean, it was ridiculous. Some of the words... Can you pull it up? Because it's quite out there, man. The uh, Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative? Yes, yes, yes that one. Yeah, so uh, you can't say the word crazy. You should say surprising slash wild. Don't say committed suicide. Say died by suicide. And these are banned, right? Like, these are words that are... You should be eliminated, but I think there's some that are even more, just kind of um, <laughs> like senile. 
You have to say person suffering from senility. Okay, why are they trying to do this? Because somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. Check this one out. Brave. Oh, or, because it, it relates to Native Americans. And, and their substitution yeah. there is none. Do not use. Are you serious? Do not use. Are these people for real? I mean, this is beyond ridiculous. Seriously. You can't say the word brave. Can you say courageous? Can't say the word chief. You're not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking, chief. <laughs> you, okay, I just arrested you. You said uh, a, a, a. Okay, this, this one, you can't say the word guru. Are you serious? Expert, subject matter expert. Why you can't say, you say guru? This is uh, this is beyond the pale, man. Because it's a sign in like Buddha, Buddhist and Hindu traditions. It's uh, the word is a sign of respect. Usually, it casually negates its original value. You you know, using it casually. Like people say, oh oh oh, oh New York City. That's the Mecca of blah blah blah. They're referring yeah. to Mecca in Saudi Arabia, right? Which is sort of diminishing, city. diminishing. But I, I, I don't feel I don't you I, you can say Mecca all you want. I, it doesn't affect. I don't agree. Right. That those words because it's not really offensive. Can't not, say can't say the word tribe. Really? Tribal knowledge. You can't. Are say. you making this up? Because I'm I'm finding this harder and harder to believe. You can't say ballsy. Are you serious? You can you can't say balls to the wall. That's a no-no. You say, Is that actually in there? You say accelerate efforts. Really? <laughs> wow. You're going balls to the wall. Yeah, I mean, I can understand some words could be offensive like that, but... You can't say the word gentleman. you got to be kidding me. You say everyone. Oh. What if this became law tomorrow? Oh, that would be seriously fun. <laughs> because by accident, let's say you say, ladies and gentlemen, boom, uh, find him 500 bucks right there. You got to pay 500 bucks, uh, Khalid. Sorry, I, uh, I just coughed a little bit, but that that's really funny. This really makes is me laugh. Is gentlemen really one of them? Or yeah, you... no, no, I'm not making okay, this all, up. All of these everything are... I'm saying here is from the actual document. This is not a joke, right? It's real. You guys? Oh, you can't say guys. Say yeah. folks, people, everyone. You're not allowed to say transsexual. You have to say transgender person. Can't say American. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. So what are you supposed to say? U.S. citizen. What's wrong with saying American? Are you serious? Siri's listening to us. Of course she is. But it should be off. Yeah. I, I don't know why you have all yeah. this stuff. Well. Um, but why can't you say American? You're asking me why. The, we, we've already established. I mean, Stanford's backed away from this. They're, they're not. This is craziness. Oh, but you give explanations, though. Do they give an explanation? Yeah, the, their explanation here is this term often refers to people from the United States only, thereby insinuating that the U.S. is the most important country in the Americas which is actually made uh, up of 42 countries. Okay, that I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them probably are I mean But let's let's go down to I'm proud to be an American <laughs> cuz at least I know I'm free. But don't make it illegal, dude. That's the thing. Like why make it illegal? You're trying to take my freedom away. It's yeah, not, not going to buy this. I'm getting my guns, man. That's right. It. You know, I mean, this. you can see why people get riled up. I mean, just it's interesting going through this exercise. This is why I think, you know, we're doing this, right? Yeah. Trying to demonstrate what it is that's going on in the discussion. Why yeah. do people get riled up? Yeah. Why do people get fired up? Why are we divided? Why can't we talk about it? This is why. Because... Because, but but I think there are a lot more people like us that are in the middle and sort of can see both sides. And, you know, like in a family, you'll have disagreements with people, but hey, we're all a family. Let's just get along. Yeah. I, 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 I wish that there was more of that sentiment um, or at least maybe a return to it in some way, shape or form. I mean, it you doesn't, know? I mean, you, you keep your principles, believe what you yeah, believe. Yeah, that's what I have to do. You know, that's all I can do. But but it doesn't mean you, you have to, you know, go, you know, wild when somebody... <laughs> Dying over here. <clears throat> you know, if somebody has a wildly uh, different perspective than you. Oh my gosh, it, it, this this goes on and on and on. 
Um, there's some really great ones in here. I think you'll you'll enjoy this. Check this out. It uh, it's published on the Wall Street Journal. So yeah, which is you know, but they just uh, published the whole thing. So. Goodness. Well, anyway, this has been an illuminating <clears throat> discussion. Oh. I've enjoyed this talk. Yeah, likewise. If I can uh, stop coughing. Don't worry, I'll let it it all out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, try to bring the music down because people say it's too loud. My name's Pradeep Tagore, and I'm on a quest. How about you, sir? On a quest, indeed. For what? For truth. Justice and the American, I mean the U.S. citizen way. <laughs> Peace out. You are loud. The Cure Lab. We want to emphasize that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our Go own and, and they do it. not reflect the official policies or positions of our employers and places of employment or any of their affiliates. Additionally, our discussions on this podcast should not be considered professional advice or endorsements of any particular organization's products or individuals. We're here to share our thoughts and stimulate conversation, but we encourage you to do your own research and form your own opinions.